Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Chloe Deco, founder of West Haven Coaching, who helps other career-driven women who are burned out to create an alternative to nine to five through entrepreneurship. And Chloe's mission is to help women to build businesses around their life, not the other way around, whilst also closing the gender equality gap through supporting more women to become entrepreneurs. That's fantastic. Chloe, welcome to the show. Hi, Mark. Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. So can you expand a little bit more on where are you today with your business and who is it that you love to work with? Yeah, I am about six months post-launch of my business. So I've learned a lot more than I thought I would in the last six months. And who I really love to support, definitely career-driven women, uh, but particularly moms with young kids who are struggling with wanting a career, wanting to make an impact on that level, and mm. still wanting to be there present for their for their children. And so that tends to be, uh, it. I can relate to that experience myself, uh, and that yeah. tends to be the the ideal customer for me that I work with. Nice. So, so that's career-driven woman who is, oh, I want to make that shift. I want to make that change. But, and there we are, all these big butts get in the way. Mm-hmm. What, what is that? What are those hurdles before taking that step that sometimes, sometimes gets so large that you, you can't get over them? What are those barriers? Yeah, there's, there's a lot as you, as you can understand. I, I feel that in my conversations with women, the majority of them come down to a couple different commonalities. There's the fear of, of money and making enough money. Is this something that they can do to support themselves and their family? Mm. Uh, I have thoughts around that and the perception that a nine to five is more stable than entrepreneurship. We can dive into that later. Uh, But I also uh, hear a lot of women struggle with understanding how they're going to be able to manage their time, especially if they plan to build a side hustle before they start and start a full-blown business. Mm. That can be a challenge. There's also a, a huge fear of judgment. Yeah. Because women typically uh, tend to take on uh, perfectionism as something that pe- they pursue. And with perfectionism comes challenges like procrastination and fear of judgment, which can really hold somebody back when they have to be the face of Mm. an organization. 
like a CEO or a founder. Uh, and then there's just this fear of uncertainty. Entrepreneurship, there isn't a, there might be thousands of books about it, but there is no clear path. You really have to carve it out yourself, hmm. which is also really beautiful because you get to create something that aligns with your life and the way you want to live. However, because you don't have a path ahead of you that's really obvious and you might be used to getting direction from other people like a boss who can tell you exactly what you should be doing right now, mm -hmm. uh, that can be really scary. And so those tend to be the most common fears that I come across. Yeah, there's, there's a lot in there. Now, one thing I think you said, you know, you, said, you alluded to, we'll talk about later, but let's jump straight into it now, the perception, because that's our jam, switching perceptions, mm -hmm. changing this. There's something so amazing. And when you can shift that perception, and sometimes it's like it breaks something and things will never be the same. Reality has just shifted. So that perception, what was it you were talking about? It was, it was the uh, security of a job. Yes. So go yes. on, shift that perspective, change that perception. Yeah, it, there is a common misperception that having a nine to five job or being employed by someone else is more stable than entrepreneurship. And while that might seem to be the case on the outside, ultimately, if you are an at-will employee, you can be let go for pretty much any reason at any time. And that could include something like a merger or an acquisition, a duplication in your job compared to what somebody else is doing, job performance. Your boss doesn't like you, or maybe your boss likes you, but their boss doesn't like you. Hmm. These are all technically okay reasons to let somebody go. So I mean, we talk about this a lot on the podcast that, yeah, the perception of what what is safety? Where is that? And it's just a well-worn path. It's kind of, it's thought about and not looked at too hard. But yeah, there is no security. You can be let go in a minute. I just said for a huge amount of reasons. Mm. So, but still it's, it might be, yeah, but it, still with, I still don't know how to we add these on, the yeah, but and the unknown, fear of the unknown. But how do I get work? How do I continuously do this? Having a job is one thing, but actually having the job and bringing in the clients. Oh my gosh, that's just, two more jobs but you know this so what, what was it like for you from your experience from taking that that leap of faith and then realizing ah oh, shit yeah i i now have so many other jobs to do from the admin the marketing the sales fulfillment and everything in between what was that like for you in the moment yeah so i have always there's always been a little spark in me that wanted to be an entrepreneur uh, i use the term entre curious i was always curious about it Nice. But I had a lot of excuses of why I shouldn't. And it wasn't until the environment in which I was became so uncomfortable that taking the leap of faith to become an entrepreneur was actually mm -hmm. a more comfortable decision. Ooh. So sometimes it's about, about your... that. Yeah. So... Oh, oh, that's that's a, such a critical moment. Tell me more about that moment. Sometimes we have... it. It, something has to become so uncomfortable that you have to jump. And so for me, there was, there was a lot going on. I wish I could say it was just like one thing and it, that led me yeah. to where I am today. That that's not the case. 
I was juggling long hours in a demanding role, which at one point I really loved. And over time, I stopped loving as much. I, I had my baby boy who is the light of my life and also gets sick of daycare constantly. And I was really struggling to navigate uh, a high-paced job that demanded a lot of my time and energy and attention and a young child who needed to be taken care of and I didn't have backup childcare for. Yeah. Uh, to a point where I was always feeling guilty, no matter what, always feeling like I was behind. And then I got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease that caused fatigue. So there were just all these different layers. And at one point I realized what I was doing was not sustainable and something had to change. And entrepreneurship started to actually sound like a better and better solution for my situation. Mm. What Being able was it to, about that? Was it the yeah. control? Was it the, the, okay. You have little control and you also have lots of control. It's, it's, it's the contradiction there. But I think, is that the thing that kind of drew you in? Well, if I've got no control of this, I might as well take control of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I can't control if my kid gets sick, you know? That's not, that's not an option as long as he's mm. at daycare. And then when he goes off to elementary school, it will still happen. So, you know, it, it was a partly control, especially around time and energy in a phase of life where both of those things are, are finite and I desperately needed both. Mm. Uh, and it was also um, just this like feeling of, I, I had worked super hard to become in a leadership position where I was working and, you know, I've reached that director level position. I secured that coveted six figures that we all dream of when we, you know, are first in our careers. And there's this moment where I was just hit with, this is it. Like, this is it. Is this mm. really it? And I just, I knew there was something different out there that would that solve. Moments. You said it wasn't one thing or lots of things, but I think that moment we hear time and time again, I've got everything. You're looking around. I've got the house, the job, the car, the marriage. Damn it. What's next? I'm not happy. This was someone else's dream. There's so much that you can sort of mm. say to that. So I want to take the experience that you've had with growing your experience with making that shift and then going through this first phase. How has going through this plus your coaching skills, plus the experience that you had within corporate, how has that allowed you to become this expert coach that you can bring all these skills? How does this help your clients? Yeah, it it helps them because they know I've been there first. So they understand that I know, you know, you can hire, there's hundreds and hundreds of coaches out there. You can hire coaches that specialize in all sorts of things, uh, but at the end of the day, you really want to work with somebody who understands where you're at and what your journey mm -hmm. looks like. And so I'm a work in progress. We're all work in progresses. I think that's a beautiful thing about being human. Uh, but also I, I get to do this amazing work with these amazing women and they, they know that I get them. 
Yeah. So tell me about the transformation. Tell me about what it is there, because nobody wants to coach. Nobody wants that. What they actually truly want, unless they do want just a support network, which go and bitch and moan to your friends. What, <laughs> what is it that they actually get from working with you? And what do you see that lights you up? Yeah. I, I think the first thing that they get is permission to be courageous. Women are always on the search for confidence and confidence is beautiful, but it's created through courage. And so there's permission to make courageous choices like starting a business, like Mm. putting yourself out there and being the face of your company, like leaving your nine to five. And it all really starts with courage. And once they build upon that, that then the confidence follows. Yeah. So that first step. That's beautiful. That's huge. And I think the the beautiful evolution is you get to talk about, oh, now I've got these next level problems. Let me tell you about what's going to be coming up because taking that leap of faith, being able to take back control, ignoring the voices in your head and the voices that other people are trying to say, probably all from the, from the right place, but it can be mm-hmm. tough. And now you, where you are with your businesses, you are the face of this. Look at what you're doing at this next level. And it's like, okay, over here, here's the next level challenge that you always wanted, but now you've got, mm. and now it's here. So what, what's that like for you personally? We, we can talk about our clients all day long, but to talk about us and what we're going through. What's the tough thing right now with, with being in the face, with being seen? What is it that is that next level challenge for you? Yeah, that has been a big, big lesson and hurdle for me. I spent my entire career putting other people in front of cameras. I, you know, I worked in public relations for a long time, helping them mm. be on podiums and do press conferences and speak to broadcast cameras and, and yeah. you name it. And I was very comfortable being behind the scenes. I did not want to be the face of something. I did not want eyeballs on me. Mm. And I mean, this was even like, I love photography and I prefer to be behind the camera than in front of the camera. It, it, it manifested in so many different parts of my life. And that's been a hurdle that I've been working on and I'm continuing to work on because it doesn't, it, it takes steps to get there. Uh, and what really fuels me is a, I know that I need it to grow my business. I know ne- being the face of a company is required to grow your business. I also think there can be a misperception that entrepreneurship is like you just being your own employee. And reality is entrepreneurship is leadership. And if you want to be a leader, you have to be able to step up and serve. So that has been a big mindset shift for me Mm. and understanding that to me, doing things like this is not about my ego. Granted, Everybody has an ego and there's benefits of putting yourself out there. Uh, however, for me, it's I'm really driven by the impact of being able to share my story and then also talk about why women, like why entrepreneurship is a solution for women who are facing similar challenges and why more women in entrepreneurship is actually a great thing for everybody. Yeah. So the, there's a whole lot of sort of logical reasons that you just stated about, you know, here, here's, here's the challenge and here's, here's how to build that motivation. 
which is beautiful. But away from the mindset, it's also into the kind of the body set, which is the emotions, the the neurochemistry, the our nervous system going nuts because, oh my gosh, you're in a situation where you need to do this. And logically, I get it. Logically, here's my motivation. Logically, but still. And that's, that is a beautiful phase right now, which I think will always follow you around. That I know exactly what I need to do. I just can't fucking do it. Oh, mm. And that hurdle. So where is that showing up for for you? Where is that showing up right now that's like, I know I need to do this. I can logify mm. it to the cows come home. But... <laughs> I, I feel it, whether it's in your knees, in your chest. What, what, what is that? Mm, yeah. Funny enough that the places or times where I see this the most is when I'm trying to create, for crying out loud, Instagram content, reels. <laughs> um, reels are the death of me sometimes. Um, but just getting up and speaking to, you know, I don't mind having a conversation with somebody who's live, but being recording something for somebody to see down the road. And yeah. it's not a per- interpersonal communication is a, is a stretch for me, a growth yeah. area. Uh, so it, it shows up in that. Um, and definitely more of a loss for words than anything else, I think is a challenge, even when I know what I want to say. And so there's that and then growing up in an environment where this is this is more of a mindset or a limiting belief that I'm working on, but growing up in an environment in a workplace in which women are are critiqued for using things like crutch words or filler words or vocal fry, you know, millennials are known for their vocal fry. Uh, has definitely also been something for me to overcome is this this uh, limiting belief around my voice and the value mm. of my voice and how it's perceived. Okay. So the, the superpower to just be yourself, to just show up like on this podcast, it's yeah. ability, it feels it's one-on-one, but it's actually one-on-many. Absolutely. But it doesn't feel like it. So is this your, huh, is this your comfort zone? You can say, well, look, look what I'm doing because technically I'm doing this, but it's in a container that makes you feel safer. So you can, you can be a bit more of yourself. It's, it's definitely, it's not in my comfort zone, but it's definitely more so than other forms of, uh, getting up and, and sharing my voice. Absolutely. Yeah. So Okay, so we hear time and time again, and we've shared a number of times on the podcast, all the things that you can do. And we've heard that social media, I hate social media. And you just said, what did you say? It'll be the death of me or something like that. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, everyone's told you, you have to post a gazillion times a day to make clients, to get visibility. And whilst it is a tool that can be used, mm-hmm. you have to. So here's a question for you. Blue Sky, how do you want to get clients? What do you want to do? Well, reels will probably be the death of me. I, I'm such a like bad marketer for saying like social media is not my favorite. Um, I think there is there is a value that it brings. And so I still think there's value in 
utilizing Instagram, my personal preference is more of these interpersonal conversations. I, that's how I feel authentically connected to my audience. Honestly, one of my favorite things to do are market research interviews where I get a chance to just meet with women who are interested in entrepreneurship or they've started a business and they are struggling with things like messaging or thought leadership. Uh, That is just such an amazing way to hear their words and their stories and rather than creating things or talking in a vacuum. Uh, So Mm. it's one of my favorite ways. Yeah. What's the difference? What is the what is the difference between your the reels and the stories and that personal connection? To dig into this and see what it actually is. What are you craving? What do you react well to? Not what are you avoiding? Because that's one different kettle of fish. But what do you want? What is good about that? I, yeah. Uh I crave connection. That's a huge value of mine. I uh and for me, that shows up in more of those one-on-one or group conversations. Yeah. Okay. So you, this is a choose your own adventure. Oh my gosh, this is going to go deep. So you get to choose <laughs> your own adventure with this. You can either go down the route of, in your belief structure right now, to achieve success, either you go down the route of do the things that give you that personal connection. Focus on those versus how can you first thing you said on the on the call today perception how can you switch that perception so that this talking into a camera recording your content is having that personal connection how can you how can you trick yourself to to do that (laughs) that's interesting i love that question mark because it's something i've been pondering myself and i think the answer is I think part of the answer is that remembering that the numbers on social media are people, even though you can't see them, every follower is a person and showing up for that person, I think is helpful. So that's one piece of it is every, every follower matters unless, unless they're bots, but every every follower matters. (laughs) <laughs> okay, bots better too. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, just remembering that there are people behind those those numbers, I think is a huge part. And because I have been so intentional about market research and knowing not just my version of the story, but other people's yeah. experiences and the words they use and the challenges that they have, it helps me speak to that person uh, more clearly. Nice. Well, I love the way you're sort of digesting, working through this. And when you do, oh my gosh, there's another lesson, another skill set for you to be able to give to your ladies who are about to take that step. It's kind of beautiful. So Chloe, thank you so much for being here and sharing not only what you do, but behind the scenes of what what it's like for you at that next level. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, Mark. It's been a pleasure. And if people want to find out more about you, and the work that you do, where can they find you? Yeah, they can find me through my website, which is westhavencoaching.com. And if they're interested 
in exploring entrepreneurship and they're curious around what some of those roadblocks might be, I have a free guide they can download. It's called the 10 Common Roadblocks to Entrepreneurship and How to Get Around Them. And they can get that at westhavencoaching.com slash roadblocks. Awesome. Well, everyone, if you're curious, what do you say? Entre-curious? Entre-curious. I love that. Go and check it out. Download it and have a great old time and get around those blocks. So Chloe, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Thanks so much, Mark. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.